joined us on the Twin Speaks podcast, number episode seven. Number episode seven. Number episode. Exactly. (laughs) You have joined us on this lovely weekend where we are recording once again the Twin Speaks podcast, which is, of course, about film and is, of course, about gaming and is, of course, about me, Carl, and my lovely co-host. Me, Darren. That was such a delay. I thought you were going to introduce me. That was the smoothest, smoothest intro that we've done since we've come back. I think I was delayed because you said that it was a a lovely weekend. And uh, I took a look out the window as you said that, and it's very grey. Well, they don't have to know that. We can paint a picture, but I do believe that we should be integral to our honesty. Okay, okay. Well... You have joined us, like I said, myself, Carl, my brother, Darren, we are twins, and this is the Twin Speaks podcast. But if you want to make it easier on yourself, because our voices are quite similar, we just do. consider the two of us like like Arya Stark and the good old hound. The good old hound? Yeah. More like yeah, the bad old guy. hound. He's a shut up your girl. <laughs> so you're the hound then? I wouldn't mind being the hand. I like the hand. It's called Needle. I've got a sword. Shut up, you girl. I poked lots of people. I killed fat boys like you. He, he killed him because he had armour and a big sword. <laughs> That's what they sound, the hand sounds like, right? So... Yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. What have you been doing this week? So this week uh, has been interesting for me actually because uh, I uh, went back to school for the first of course, time. Yes. So we had a few inset days and prepared the classroom, got everything sorted, and then we met our class. And we okay. we've met them once before on move up day. Which is a day oh. that I had never heard about. It wasn't around Ooh, when uh, wasn't around when we were in school. But you Why basically you basically have a year. Oh, not a year, a day. Yeah. Um, a day at at the end of the year where you spend the morning. I think it's just the morning in your next class with your new teacher. Yeah, I've heard about this. So, uh, so I actually was able to have a morning with this class already last year. So I did get to know them a little bit. But uh, okay. in the three days that we've had so far, I think I've memorized the names, which is great. Mm-hmm. And there is like 30 of them. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty impressive. Uh, and uh, they're really good class, actually. Um, I am very lucky because it can, it, you can get some bad classes. And this class are pretty okay. much in, entirely there good students. There are no bad students, only bad teachers. <laughs> and there are some bad students. Um, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't but uh, yeah, but the, this class is in, uh, they're pretty much good all around, so it's good. Uh, yeah. And apart from that, so even though that's been taking up most of my time, uh, something that I have been having the pleasure of playing around with is my new PC, ah, which okay. I'm recording on right now. Nice. So I did go for the Dell. Good old Dell. Good old Dell. As I said last week, he came round to my house 
and he, he just had kind of a box of tools. He let and himself in. He did. The back door. He's always got a, a key. Um, and I said to him, no, Dell, it just, just opens you, it. <laughs> how did you get that key? And he's like, oh, you know, like, I got, I got my way. I got my way. And um, so he came in with kind of like a box of tools, a bit of timber, and uh, <laughs> kind of set up kind of a workshop in my studio and said, I said, how long are you going to be, Dell? And he said, give me a week. I love how you need a, a, a slight pause to get into the box. <laughs> He's like, give me a week and I'll, uh, and then I'll be taking your socks again. Because so I don't know why, he, he always wants my socks. Um, I, and uh, yeah, and and I'm currently barefoot. Mm, I'm actually not, I've got socks on this time. <laughs> I actually know. <laughs> Luckily, when your socks get knocked off, you can always put more on. True. That's the beauty of multiple pairs of socks. And I recommend so, that to anyone, to have multiple pairs. So how is it? It's great. Um, I tried out Rust, which okay. is a, uh, a game that I liked to play. Um, I love Rust. But I, I couldn't enjoy it to its full potential because on my last PC, it absolutely destroyed it. Um, and I had it on the lowest setting on my last PC, and it still kind of lagged like crazy. Um, yeah. And this time, put it on ultra settings, V-Sync to the max, all the everything to the max, uh, smooth as anything. Beautiful nice. and smooth. Very good. Yeah, I'm still a woman on that game. Yeah, me too. You can't change. No, it just thinks People that. People don't change. That's why it works. They don't, but I'm not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, that's it anyway. So, so I've been uh, I've been kind of trying out. So I've been trying out quite a few new things this week. I'd say um, uh-huh. one other new thing that we'll get to later, which is game related. Of course, of course. So, oh, how's your um, week been? Not bad. Um, not bad. I'm trying to think what I actually did of any. Sort of significant uh, I I went to work uh, <laughs> I well did my done. work um, it, oh it was a pretty busy week actually um, we did a, a treasure hunt live stream treasure um, hunt. I think it's the first of its kind actually really? perhaps of, of all time in the industry um, we essentially we sent three people across the country one to Manchester, which actually wasn't very far. <laughs> uh, we sent him out. down the road. <laughs> exactly. Um, one to Cardiff and one to London. Oh, I, I, I live near London. Those, well, I got those people to send live streams to me. Okay. And then I took those live streams, which were very basic, just mobile phone live streams. No overlays, nothing. None of the okay. ship, whole shebang. No, no. Um, what do they call it in in the in the business? Um, I don't know. I'm not shush. In no shush. No shush. <laughs> I think that's a, a cookery thing. Um, nothing. They sent it straight to me. I took them all, shushed them up, and shush. sent it out to the uh, general populace. And it was pretty good. It looked good. Um, I was able to add animations and everything over the top. Uh, and people found those people. Do you know? Do you know what a treasure hunt is? 
Do I, mean, I know like, what a treasure hunt in terms, is? In terms, do you know what this treasure hunt is? Oh, no. So we, um, we, what we did anyway, I'll tell you, I'll tell you straight. We, uh, we got three people. You had to find them based on what you could see in the, in the camera feed, like in the footage. And if you found them, you got a prize. So, so it's simple. like, where's Wally? Uh, no, because it's, you have, they're very clear on the camera. Like they are right in front of the camera, oh. but you can, you can see a little bit of background behind them. And oh, it's if you recognize okay. like what street they're on. Oh, I see. So, like, where's Wally? Except you're getting yeah, the place, the... not the person. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's interesting, actually, that you sent someone to London because I remember last week I woke up one morning and there was a man outside my <laughs> room. <laughs> he was holding a pizza box. I was saying, "What? Who doing?" <laughs> so yeah, and that was that's pretty good. Um, I also got. Uh, Asked a load of questions and my picture taken. Um, a bit of an interview on myself. Nice. Or live. You interviewed yourself? No, I got interviewed. Hello, what's your name? Um, my name's Darren. That should be in an article on Monday. So that should be pretty good. Nice, we could share that. Yeah, we could. We will. A bit of self-promotion. Exactly. Um, other than that, I've been watching a few things playing a few things we'll get to that later on <laughs> exactly first up there we're going to talk about some news and great i think i think first we'll go with some film news what great. You got? so film news this week has been rather slow um and it was a real effort for me to try and find some uh, yes and unfortunately i don't think i've got breaking news uh, no. but it's it's interesting and it's actually it's discussion it's, it's discussion worthy. Yeah, we do our best. Uh, if I can't find something new or <clears throat> or or epic, I try and find something discussion worthy. So there are new character posters for Thor Ragnarok. My God! And they're very interesting. Have you seen them? What do they look like? No, describe. Okay, them. so th- it's basically I'll go through the characters because there's multiple. There's Thor. Okay. With his short hair. There's Loki. Describe it to me. Holding a dagger. There's Hulk in his gladiator getup. What colour? Oh, what hold color? on. I'll what get... colour is he? It's green. <laughs> oh. um, there's the woman, the baddie. Can't remember what her <laughs> name is. Wow. She's, the, wow. she's the goddess of death, I think. Wow. There's uh, Odin. And the <laughs> um, the other woman. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, they're new characters. I don't know the names. Uh, and then there's the man, the the gatekeeper. That's redeemed it. <laughs> there's, there's the keeper, the gatekeeper. Oh, and then there's um, uh, uh what's his name? Um, oh, what's his name? It's in Independence Day. Oh, you mean... Jeff Goldblum. That's the one. And then there's him. And that's it. But basically, it's all of them doing poses. So Thor's got two swords in his hand, and it's like a, it's like a side wow. shot, and he's looking really angry. 
Um, Loki's like looking cunning, but like looks like he's ready for a fight too. Hulk is like, looks like he's about to charge, and he's like roaring. With a sentence. And then uh, the 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 baddie is uh, she's just she's. (laughs) I'm a baddie. She's looking deceptive, Uh, and Odin is looking like thoughtful wise, wise and, and thoughtful wise. <laughs> the the other woman is looking skilled with a blade oh, i can do anything watch me the gatekeeper is looking like he's just spotted I one of his move. friends in the I'm distance a gatekeeper. Uh, and then jeff goldblum is like oh i just laugh at anything it's a deal <laughs> Uh, but the that interesting like thing Michael Jackson <laughs> the interesting thing is that um, in each of the posters it looks uh-huh. like... <laughs> no in each of the posters <laughs> it looks like there's been a paint bomb gone off behind there oh, okay. so Thor's is red and it honestly looks like massive overkill it looks like right. some. It looks like a paint truck has just tipped behind him, <laughs> and I really like pow- like powdered paint is just thrown everywhere. I love the like the theme they're going for. Is it like I do because it's very eighties. But yeah. actually, I don't think the powdered paint bomb thing is actually that. Um, no, I don't think that is an eighties thing. Though. It's That's not, like and I, I don't think it's actually in theme. It's kind of just two thousand tens. Yeah, it's kind of just uh it looks like just like visual effect but it's so there's so much of it like it's so yeah. overkill that like i'm not looking at the characters i'm looking at the amount of paint powder there is on these wow. things like it's well, like we, it we covers most of their body it's like that it's just oh, a head yeah. sticking out of the paint oh. especially on jeff goldblum's mm. So anyway, yeah, that's. I mean, it's not a lot of news, but it's no. it's news nonetheless. Well, this week I've got a couple of little little nib- nibblers. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> I guess that's what you call. I've got a really um, unclear throat today, by the way. Oh. Just so I make that clear for all the little coughs that might come through. Mm-hmm. So first up. You know, uh, do you know Remy Malik? Uh, rings a bell. He's played a few things. Um, he's up and coming. He's he's doing really well. He's uh he's making his mom proud. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's in Mr. Robot, for example. Oh, okay. Um, the hacker guy, mm-hmm. the main guy. Never seen it, but so, I know it. <clears throat> no, me neither. But uh, I know. He's also, um, you know, in Night at the Museum. Yes. The guy who plays the Egyptian guy. Yes. That's where I mean now. So, I'm pretty sure it is anyway. Mm-hmm. I should, I'm going to check that now, actually. You didn't check? <laughs> no, I, I was almost certain. But, um, mm. Remy Malik, Remy Malik. This could be really bad if I got that wrong. No, he's in it. He's in it. Oh. Yeah, he's that guy. Let's yeah. see. Sorry, Remy Malik. So, <clears throat> he's uh, he's Freddie Mercury. Oh, right. Yeah, in the new Bohemian Rhapsody film. Interesting. Uh, directed by Brian Singer. So, is it kind of like a a, um, a mockumentary? N- <laughs> no. I don't even like a know bio- exactly. A biopic. That's what I was trying to go for, a biopic. 
So yet yeah, um, he's been he's been confirmed for the role for a while now. But the news this week is that we have a official picture of him in the role, oh. and you could be mistaken for it being a, a photo of Freddie Mercury. Oh really? Like it's the the it's spot on, perfect casting. I would say. Wow. Um, he looks really good, really good. Cool. Like, yeah, there's not much to say, really. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I don't know that much about Freddie Mercury. I, I like Freddie Mercury and I like Queen, uh, but I'm not like a, a. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Like, I wouldn't go no. as far to say as I'm a fan. I say no, I enjoy. I think everybody. Everybody enjoys a bit. Yeah, quiet. like I, I've never been. I would never say like one of my favorite bands is. Queen. No, no, yeah. I wouldn't either, really. But hmm. oh well. So next up on the film news this week, another little nibbler, 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 nibbler. I think it's nibbler. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Legendary um, fight with Shia LaBeouf. Is it the actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf? Will not be returning for Indiana Jones 5. Eating too many people. Exactly. No, also, to, to be fair, to be fair, I just want to say, I actually really like Shia LaBeouf. I love Shia LaBeouf. Um, so I'm not, I'm not in any way pref- taking the mic. No, I prefer Shia LaBeouf since he like claimed back his identity, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, ever since he, he went through that kind of struggling period you could say uh i actually i think i have a lot more respect for him i do massively um and i think i can imagine even though i've not really looked into it because i'm a terrible um, researcher i'm imagining that this is more down to his decision yeah i mean i don't think he would want to be in indiana jones 5 as probably not character he's not the same person anymore no if it, and if he was, I think it would be a much darker Indiana Jones. Yeah. Perhaps a better one. Maybe. Maybe he should be. Maybe he should be Indiana Jones. He should. I thought that was what was going to happen at the end of the exactly. fifth one. Exactly. The fourth. The fourth? Fourth. The fourth one. Yeah. I loved that film. A lot of people Did didn't. You? A lot of people hated a lot of people Crystal hate Skull. It, yeah. I liked that film a lot. <laughs> I was on the, the wow. edge of my seat in the cinema. Oh my god. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. Just gotta know that knowledge. Um yeah. So that about wraps it up for film news this week. Mm, Pretty but, slow week, yeah. but we uh, we were able to get what we could from the carcass. I think and, gaming uh, has been more cheap. interesting this week. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I think we should move straight into that now. Um you're up again. Let's see what you got. So, very good news for um, Rockstar fans this week um, because they have announced that they are re-releasing uh, L.A. Noir. Noir. The, uh, L.A. Noir. La Noir. Uh, for PS4, Xbox One, uh, and Nintendo Switch. Yes. Uh, and that's something that it's, excited me greatly when I saw it. It's a re-release, um, which includes higher resolution textures, uh, cinematic camera angles, Ooh, uh, camera. and 
They're also releasing a HTC Vive version of the game, oh. which is called LA, LA Noir, the VA case files. Is that? Did you move your your mouth? That means you're lying. What? It, oh, you just twitched your eye. He's lying. All oh, right. <laughs> you're looking incredibly shady. You must be <laughs> lying. You must be telling the truth. <laughs> you look normal. You must be lying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You said something and then looked left and right about five times. <laughs> I think exactly. you may be lying. So the people is so obvious. You just made your eyes go left, right, left, right, and back at me. <laughs> you just looked down and itched your arm. I think you're telling the truth. Yes, uh, L.A. Noir was a game that I, despite its... Um, its downfalls, its kind of strange, um, uh, canny valley, um, uncanny yeah. valley, <laughs> not canny valley, yeah, not uncanny not valley canny. faces, and um, so I mean the the actual the lying and truth system. Um, though we joked about it being really obvious, in the later game got incredibly difficult, um, and I yeah. often failed I mean... many times. I thought that was a bit too difficult sometimes because it would set you up saying that this is lying and this is true. Exactly, um, and then in the late game, um, it got really kind of um, subtle, um, and it was yeah. it was very difficult to tell. Um, but regardless of all of that, it was one of my favourite games of two thousand and eleven. I did like it. The later game does suffer. Um, and and actually saying it, that it, that the fact that it was one of my favourite games, I never finished it. Um, because I think it was around the time that I decided to take my education seriously, and uh, and it's one of the same reasons why I never finished Mass Effect Three when it came out. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I got a chance this year to finish Mass Effect Three when I had some time off. And was it a disappointment? It it. I enjoyed the journey. Uh, yeah. I didn't necessarily enjoy the end. Yeah. Only because I think no ending right. could have been good enough for a journey of yeah. that magnitude. Uh, mm-hmm. It was That's such exactly a long journey, a three-game right. journey exactly. to be ended in one cutscene. Is it it's like watching seven seasons of a group of characters, particularly one, and then it ending with no real ending madman what were you doing I've never, what happened i've never seen come that. on madman uh, why strangely enough um the uh main character of l.a noir is in madman yeah yeah he is. aaron Sta- <laughs> staten is that his name yeah huh. yeah and what's his name in l.a noir cole phelps cole phelps Detective Cole Phelps. Nice. That's not how he sounds. Hello, my name. I'll, I'll put it, you in wait, the, wait, wait, wait. In the jailhouse before your feet hit the ground. I thought it's a French game. L.A. Noir. La, it, La Noir. La, my La name Noir. is Cole Phelps. Wow. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> That was great. So, 
uh, regardless of my other French accent, um, <laughs> they are re-releasing it, and I'm happy about that. You yeah, know, that should be good. I mean, the fact that it's coming to Switch is very interesting. I like uh, that. Yeah. I have also heard that it's actually more expensive on Switch if you want a physical uh, copy. Uh, okay. That that might be a rumor. You never know. One thing I'm not so happy about now that I've got a good PC is they're not re-releasing it for PC. I'm sure you could port it, maybe. Maybe, but that's probably illegal. Yeah, but they're not going to provide it. You've got to find your own way. We do not endorse illegal acts on no. the Twin Speaks podcast. We, but we, we do, do provide information on how to do them. Exactly. We will be putting up our first pirating guide by the end of the week. And next uh, week, how to every- break out of prison. Yes. Oh, yeah, we can actually talk about that. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, failed miserably. Yes. We'll save that for another time. So, um, over to my news. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's been a big one. So, you know a little game called Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's doing pretty well for itself. It does seem to be doing pretty well. It's just hit 10 million in PC sales. Wow. And it's also now surpassed 1 million concurrent players on Steam for the first time. Interesting. And it's actually broke a record. It is the most played game on Steam at one time. Wow. Ever. Yeah. It's past Dota 2. It's past uh, Counter-Strike. It's gone straight to the top. It used to be third for a while. And then it sort of doubled itself. And yeah. Peak today. Wow. 1,028,540 players. All on at the same time. That's incredible. That is really cool. That is incredible. I wish I could play it. Yeah, I, I mean, I could play it, uh, but I'd have, you could I'd have now, to buy right? it, and I don't have any money anymore since I bought a new oh, PC. Right. <laughs> uh, so, that's those are the, the uh, downfall. Those are the ropes. That's the ropes. Can't buy anything, because I've spent all my money. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm, just, I'm just looking here as well. On the list is Ark Survival Evolved. I, um, I've also didn't got play it. that. No, we Even didn't we play that. Um, we were going to. Uh, I want to play that. Have you installed it? No. Have you got room for it? Yes. Ah, because that's one of the biggest issues about 500 gigabyte delete, Xbox I One. I delete a lot of my games. I don't like to, and it's why I bought a hard drive, and it's changed to my life. It really has. Well, I, I, I find that if I, if I don't want to play it, if I look at a game and think, I don't want to play it now, and I also don't want to play it at another time. Then I delete it. Yeah, I, I see the logic. Um, Those are the ropes. But at the same time, uh, I played a lot of games recently that I never would have played again. Uh, if not right. for having the space to just have it available to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so speaking of playing things. And, um, and watching things. Exactly. I think it's time to move into the next segment of this podcast. What we've been playing and what we've been watching. We're playing things all day and we're watching things all night. 
It's what we're it's playing, playing and what we're watching. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, do you want to start it or should I? Start? I think you should start with. Hold on a sec. Oh, hold on. Well, give me one second. What, what are you doing? What was that noise? I'm killing a mosquito. Oh, oh my god. It's alright, I got it. Okay. <laughs> you don't give them a chance. You don't give them one chance. And, uh, yeah, so I think you should start with what you've been watching this week. Okay. So, this week, um, as I'm sure a lot of people have been, I have started watching the new season four of Bojack Horseman. I still haven't watched season three. Oh my god. Yeah. How are you that far behind? I, I'm watching too many things. It's so good. I, I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the best things on television right now. I mean, it's not on television. It's on Netflix. But it, it's just... It's another example of where a cartoon isn't just for kids. It's just another medium where you're able to... To tell a story in a way that you wouldn't be able to um, through mm-hmm. through the physical world. Yeah. Um, for example, a horse man. A horse who's a man. There's no way to do that <laughs> without it looking incredibly weird and creepy. Yeah, that would um, be a bit strange. It would be terrifying in the normal a world. Horse on its back legs. He stood stood upright wearing clothes. Posture of a human. Yeah. And um that would um, be terrifying. It'd be very tall. In, Bo- in Bojack Horseman it works. Yeah. Um and and it works well. Yeah. It's um it's very well written and it's also um Sugar Lump, what are you doing? No <laughs> You're not the boss of me now, Darren <laughs> Put down the knife <laughs> So, it's also confirmed my, um, my, uh, my suspicions, that's the word, suspicions, mm. that, um, I think I've discovered my favourite genre. Yes, and you were. it's a genre that people... You were saying this last night. Yeah, I was going to tell you last night. And I, and I said, no! I thought to myself, Do it no, tomorrow. I'll, I'll save it for the podcast. I stopped myself. So this is news to me as well as to your ears. So I, I, it's a part, it's a, a genre that people don't talk about, um, and I don't know whether there's many of them actually. Um, over the years, I've seen a few. I think maybe that's why it's taken me so long to realise that it's my favourite genre, um, and that is a tragedy. Ah. I think you get it a, bit, a lot more in books, maybe. Um, but I discovered the genre mm-hmm. in the film um, Stranger Than Fiction. Okay. Which is a film I stumbled upon. I think I've mentioned this. Yes, actually. you have I mentioned this. I stumbled upon it when I uh, tried to watch Stranger Things <laughs> and it didn't work. And it suggested Stranger Than Fiction. And you were like, uh, well, next best thing. Yeah, I mean, I wanted something stranger. So I'll watch this. It um Will Ferrell, great, great film. Some really cool people in it. Mm-hmm. Um and essentially that's a film about him being in a book. He's a main character. Yeah, you, I think I think you've book. said this on the podcast before. I have, I have, but I need to explain. So one of the, the um parts of the film is 
about a famous, uh, about a, uh, not famous, about a professor telling Will Ferrell, um, you need to re- you need to find out whether you're in a comedy or a tragedy. Okay. Um, and essentially, I think the simplest way to put it would be, a comedy is when you laugh with the protagonist, and a tragedy is when you laugh at the protagonist. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, it, it, like, for example, Bojack Horseman is a tragedy. It's a comedy that revolves around the downfall of the protagonist. Okay, okay, because oh, it's interesting. I'll tell you why when you're finished. Okay, <laughs> well, no, tell me now. Oh, well, I've just uh, had a look, done some research. Did you? Okay. For tragedy films. Wrong. And I have right. I have a list of tragedy films. I, I imagine that the um the word tragedy will be used incorrectly in that case. So with a lot of these films, I don't think I'd be laughing. Um, no. Titanic. So, yeah, they're using tragedy in the simplest of terms. Titanic is a tragedy film. Yeah. Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Schindler's List. That. <laughs> uh, Brokeback Mountain <laughs> Love Story World Trade Center uh, What else have we got? Romeo and Juliet Gran Torino Boys Don't Cry yeah. The Fly uh, The Fly yeah. uh, What else have we got here? Sweeney Todd Oh, Sweeney Todd is such a good film That is a good film Oh, it's such a tragedy. Uh, to be fair, I love that because it's a tragedy. Because yeah, no matter uh, what he he did, no matter how much he wanted his life back, in the end, uh-huh. it was his fault that everything so went bad. I, I have a thing here, which I'm just going to read straight up. Um, it may be right, it may be wrong. What is a comedy? A comedy can be simply defined as a story with a happy ending that makes the audience laugh. Mm-hmm. Okay. A comedy is a story that illustrates idiosyncrasies of ordinary people, has a happy ending where the protagonist achieves a goal at the end. Okay. Okay. We'll leave that there and then we'll go straight into tragedy. In simplest terms, a tragedy is a story with a sad and depressing ending. Okay. A tragedy always deals with an extraordinary person who is led to downfall through his own weaknesses. I think that's exactly what Bojack Horseman is. Yeah, that does make sense. And uh, it's stuff like um, Of Mice and Men, for example. Yeah. If we're going to go for a classic, um, is exactly the same. It's John Malkovich's character, Lenny, who uh, his downfall has led to his uh, disabilities as a person, I suppose. Um, A successful tragedy has the ability to evoke pity and fear in the audience. Exactly, yeah, it's pity that you have for the character. Yeah, there was another film I watched recently which was called Me Before You, which stars... Uh, oh, yeah, I know What's that. her name? Uh, Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Um, and it's about a man who is kind of like typical young, like, uh, lad sort of person, like business lad, like gets uh-huh. out, does loads of sports, skiing and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then he gets hit by a motorbike, and he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, and that film is very much a tragedy as well. 
I would I say. think you're looking at tragedy in the wrong way there. It's not a sad... Oh, it is sad, but it's it's not... But you're looking at tragedy in the way that... The generic way that you just searched. Uh, tragedy no, you're seeing no. as like a tragic event. No, but I wouldn't. Whereas I wouldn't call tragedy. Tragedy as a genre is more about. It, it's more of a comedy, but at the downfall of a character. No, but I don't think that you can use BoJack Horseman to define a genre. I think a genre no, but I is... think it. I think it no, because like Flaked, what I was watching last week, also with Will Arnett, is a perfect example of a tragedy where the main character is good-looking and popular. And knows exactly what to say and surrounds himself by with ordinary characters who all have faults. Yet the the show surrounds itself around his downfall and by his own hand. But it, could it not be said that those two shows are tragedy comedies? No, that, that's the thing. I think this is where a lot of people mistake the word tragedy as a genre. It's not tragic. It's not like a. It's. I think tragic and like disaster, um, are often interchangeable, and I don't think in this case it is as a genre. No, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't tragedy call. Tragedy is very, very specific. I wouldn't call me before you a disaster movie. No, but I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't call it a tragedy. But it is a tragedy because it has a sad ending. Yeah, I suppose. So. And that is the definition so. of a tragedy genre but so the definition is also about um uh, i don't know I, I guess it could be a little bit i don't know we're not really experts so so i think maybe if somebody out there listening is an expert and maybe knows a little bit more than we do doctor maybe tragedy. you should send us, yeah send us something in um because if this is my favorite genre i would like to know more about it yeah, I think we need someone who's an expert to settle this. Because we could yeah, go on for a while. We could. We can discuss things for quite some time. So. Uh, there's, there's only so long on a podcast. Shall I uh, tell you what I've been watching this week? Go ahead. So this week, I uh, delved, delved, dove, delved. Dove. Dove, dove. Right back into something that I've seen before. Uh, okay. But my partner hasn't seen it, and uh, uh-huh. she she's enjoying it a lot, I think, and I'm happy to watch it again. Is uh, the moaning of life with okay. Carl Pilkington? Carl Pilkington, I like that name. <laughs> and uh, it's it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I do love it. Um, it's really funny. I will say that season one is so far is much better than season two. Um, only because I think as the years have gone by, Carl Pilkington has become less Carl Pilkington. Yeah, uh, yeah I think in say like an idiot abroad season one, he complained about everything. Yeah, um, yeah, and I don't, and he didn't enjoy himself, and that was very much Carl Pilkington. But I actually yeah. do. I can imagine, and obviously this is just my own speculation, but I can imagine that when he did uh, the Moaning of Life, and probably especially the Moaning of Life too, um, he probably made sure that if he was going to do it, he was going to do it comfortably. 
um, yeah. because I think one of his biggest um, upsets about an idiot abroad was all of the bad sleeping arrangements, um, yeah, and 100%. and you don't really, um, you you either don't see where he sleeps in the Moaning of Life because it's not a big deal, um, or wherever you do see where he stays, it's normally quite a nice hotel. Um, right. And I think because of stuff like that, and probably him saying, I'm not going to do it if I don't get this, um, yeah. it's made it much more comfortable for him. And maybe because of that, or maybe just because he knows he's on camera and he knows he needs to get involved, he's much more likely to just accept what they're telling him to do. Yeah. Um, and I know it's especially on season two of The Moaning of Life, it was, for example, it was one person, it was an episode about art, and it was two guys who go around New York and they make dog poo look better. They put sprinkles on okay. it, they put uh, little okay. models on it, and they just make it look good. Now, the old Carl would have said that that was stupid, um, yeah. but in this episode, he actually said, like, I thought it was stupid to begin with, but actually they're both really passionate and you can't knock them for that. Uh, that's not Carl talking to. And that doesn't really seem like Carl, no, exactly. No. He would just say, this is stupid. Um, and uh, and he actually got involved and did one himself. Um, wow. And And it's good, in a way. But then again, you kind of miss him having yeah. a go. Um, yeah. There was one that I watched last night, which was about... Uh, what was it about? It was about identity, I think. And he okay. uh, he dresses up as as Elton John in Las Vegas. Oh yeah. Uh, and he just says that it's crap. Um, right. And and that yeah, was Carl. Yeah, that was Carl Pilkington. I liked that. I think I've seen that actually. Yeah, and in that episode as well, he also has a hair implant. Like yeah. A, a hair, or not implant, but prosthetic, prosthetic. Yeah. And uh, and I think he looks pretty good with it. Yeah, he does. But then he decides not to have it because his his uh, girlfriend Suzanne, <clears throat> says, Suzanne. That looks, says that it looks stupid, and he, right. he doesn't like it because of that. Uh, wow. But yeah, so I've been watching that and I've been really enjoying it. But I do think I need to watch some new things. Uh, Bojack yeah. Horseman probably at some stage. I am also kind of occasionally and i only watch this occasionally because it i can't binge watch it because it's not out all the time uh i and i've been watching this for a, a while now actually uh dragon ball super oh okay yeah and i i i really like it i love it actually because i used to watch dragon ball z as a child uh just like yeah. you and uh i loved it then and i love this now um I really, really enjoy watching it, but it's it's just it only comes out like once a week at most, and often once yeah. every two weeks. Um, yeah. And I'm watching the the uh, the dub, the English dub, because I can't mm-hmm. watch it in Japanese. I just can't enjoy it. Not because it's in Japanese. See, this is the thing. I could enjoy it if it was subtitled and it was in Japanese. I could do. Um, uh-huh. But I've I've examined an episode in English and an episode in Japanese with subtitles, and uh-huh. the subtitles don't exactly match the English dub. 
to to a way where I can imagine it's to adhere to um kind of uh eastern language and eastern uh, kind of okay. idioms and tastes and then the dub is more towards western um right. and they say things in uh, the japanese subtitled version which you can tell is the direct translation um right and it's kind of it's not the way that it would be said kind of uh-huh. in the western yeah. world um yeah. and and even though I could probably enjoy that if that was the only thing there was, when I um, kind of related it to the English dub, I preferred the English dub. So at that point, I said to myself, because if I, if I did watch the subtitled version, I could watch loads of episodes because yeah. they're all out. Um, but I decided yeah. from that point, no, I'll, I'll have to wait because I want to enjoy it to its fullest potential. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm. not bad. Oh, I just remembered, actually. I also watched that Annabelle film. Annabelle? Annabelle Creation. Oh. Um, which is basically about, you know, the doll Annabelle. Oh, yeah. It's about um, that doll coming to life. I don't watch um, a lot of horror films. No, I went to the cinema because um, we were going with, a few, with some people. Um, and I thought the best film to watch were... Is something that I'm not really going to care about. Um, yeah. I thought, oh, let's go see a horror. Let's go, go, go get scared. Um, I, I remember and I was... last time I went to the cinema with a group of people. We watched Office Christmas Pie. Oh my god! It was the worst film ever. So Annabelle Creation. There was like one scary moment, um, and it was when it was subtle. Mm-hmm. It, it it has a problem with. Finding out, it, like, it does a lot of scary things. Like, I mean, a lot of scary things. And that's its issue. It does too many. Okay. And it, it's like, okay, where is this? Because it's essentially, it's a doll that is inhabited by a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, but the demon then is able to go into many things. Mm-hmm. So, like, it will go into a girl. It will go into oh, right. a scarecrow. Um, Interesting. But it seems like it's like okay, uh, running away from this woman inhabited by the demon. Get inside this thing. Okay, I'm I'm okay. I'm free. I'm free. Okay, I'm in the next room. Oh my god, it's now inhabited something in this room. Oh, oh okay. okay. Cut to a scene outside. Ah, oh, there's a girl running from the scarecrow who is also inhabited by the same thing. At what well, is seemingly at the same time. Oh. And it's like, how is the demon? Able to multitask. <laughs> that it's much. inhabiting me. Exactly, but there is, and also it's like, <laughs> the, <laughs> it was like, okay, I'm on the top bunk. And it's pretty scary, pretty spooky. I'm going to look over. I think there's something under the bed. I think there's someone in the bottom bunk. That, and the, there should be no one in the bottom bunk. Let's just peek round. Oh, peeking over. Oh, there's a doll there. <laughs> and it's just staring at me. <laughs> and then it's like, who oh, put this doll Je- here? It's like, oh, Jessica, we're gonna get out of here. Why are you sleeping on the on the sofa? Get this blanket off you. Oh, there's a doll there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the doll is just everywhere, and it doesn't do the anything. Ding! Oh, there's my Sunday lunch from the microwave. Oh my God, there's a doll in there. 
Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah, there was one, one really scary bit. And it's because it was subtle. And I love a good subtle creepiness. Yeah, I, I love a and subtle it, jump scare. So uh, no, I don't like jump scares whatsoever. It's cheap. It's cheap horror. No, 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 no. I will explain this. Cheap horror. I'll explain. Um, go on. There's a difference between cheap jump scares and subtle jump scares. A cheap jump scare is when somebody is peering around the corner, and then when they look, something jumps out at them, Um, or when somebody closes the mirror on the bathroom cabinet, and there's something there. That's cheap. Um, uh-huh. Or when they take a blanket off something and there's something there. That's cheap. Yeah, um, yeah. Subtle is where the camera angle and, and the scenario is no different from a normal film except that you add the horror to it. So someone's having a conversation. It shows them yeah. talking, them looking down as they're talking. They look up to face the person they're talking to and then the camera angle is just the same camera angle it would be of the person they're looking at except there is something scary behind yeah i can see that Um, and i can't remember what film it is now but it was it was an example the conjuring one yeah where it's that little thing behind him that red thing yeah Yeah. and that's terrifying yeah yeah i I understand that and and the thing isn't Um, doing anything scary it's just being there I haven't seen that yeah, film, um, but it made me want to see it. The Conjuring is really good at doing that sort of thing. In The Conjuring 2, yeah. they do something similar where um, it goes, the little girl sees something in the reflection of the TV, turns around, nothing there. Uh-huh. The camera goes back to her still looking the other way. Yeah. But there is now an old man behind her next uh, to the TV right. and as he says something she turns back to him um, that was quite good uh, but in this one it was the one subtle bit was little girl goes and hides under the stairs mm-hmm. um, and there's little grates in the stairs so you can see out and then while she's hiding she turns around and sees the doll there yeah. um, and this little girl has no idea what's going on with this doll okay. um, so she's like oh could he be doll um and then the camera looks at the doll and it's just focusing on the doll, zooming in a little bit. And then just out of centre, mm-hmm. where you're not focusing, which was the key point, I think, mm-hmm. you can just then start to make out two eyes. Oh. Like it's something standing next to the doll, watching the girl. And then the eyes slowly go backwards and fade into the dark. And then the doll gets dragged into the darkness. That was really, really creepy. And I think that worked really well. And that's the kind of horror that I like. It's it's that sort of thing that's in the the Babadook. Interesting. I haven't seen that and I'd like to see that as well. That is a good, Um, really good film. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. So, anyway. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. Shall we move on to what we've been playing? Yes, we shall. I think you should start this one. Okay. So, I have been playing. Um, what have I been playing? You must what have, you playing? You must have been playing something. I played some Rocket League. Um, that was okay. Um not been much of a playing week. I played a bit of Kerbal Space Program. 
Ah. That was good. That was yeah. good. I played that last night. Um, I, I, it was good. Now that I've gotten rid of the funds in it, and I'm just focusing on science and research, mm-hmm. I think it makes it a lot more fun. I can be a lot more inventive. Nice. Although I, I do have noticed that I'm getting ahead of myself, and I'm now able to build massive rockets with limited science um, technology yeah yeah i do so think I'm, i do I'm think sh- the budget does add to it even if it makes it a slower game it, it is a good part of it i, no, I it still believe it because then i i i mean i'll i'll know exactly what i need to do now it's just with the budget i i wasn't i know that now i have to explore kerbin or whatever it's called yeah uh, and get research that way mm-hmm. instead of going straight into space. Oh, if I yeah, go into space, course. I am burning up on the way in and I'm yeah, dying yeah. every time. That's, so that's I why exactly I always try and build a plane do. when I make those games. Yeah, um, but you can't get you can't make a plane straight away because the research doesn't allow you to build things like that. You don't have like struts or wheels yeah, or anything. Yes. So it, it can be quite difficult. You can make yourself but, start with extra science, can't you? Yeah, you can, I think. So you could make it so that you just had enough to be able to unlock all of the plane things. Possibly. It's, Possibly. It's a thought. Yeah. But yeah, I, I am enjoying it. I think I will go on it today as well, actually. Yeah, I think I, since I've got my new PC, I installed it again because I thought it might be nice to be able to have like full. Mm-hmm. I'm actually using your, your version of it. You are? I'm using your Steam. Outrageous! We're sharing games! Yes, it's not illegal. Uh, no. <laughs> don't worry. If it was, we'd tell you how to do it, but we wouldn't endorse yes. it. In our weekly guide for piracy. How to rip off the mainstream company. No, um, but seriously, uh, don't do crime. No, you wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal a DVD. You wouldn't, you wouldn't steal a, a bus. <laughs> Don't you steal my steal. bus. Don't steal the 231 stagecoach bus to Piccadilly. <laughs> People need That's that bus. bus. I need that to get to work. Um. So, yeah. I'd like to try and play Kerbal Space Program on the, the best settings. Um, see what it looks yeah. like. Because I yeah. think it could look pretty I nice. Imagine, I imagine it won't look much different. Really? I think I'm playing it on full detail now. Oh, um, it must be pretty easy to run. Just looks. I've got a pretty good, pretty good MacBook. Oh, you do actually, I yeah. You know, but yes. as we're all aware, MacBooks aren't the best for gaming. Perfect for gaming. MacBook. Buy one to play a game. MacBook. Buy your games. MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> So, I've been playing uh, a few things this week, uh, but I'm going to skip over everything apart from one. Because one takes the whole cake. It, it makes a lemon drizzle, and it's very delicious and moist. Um, it's none other than... Than... The Legend of Zelda... Breath of the Wild. It's not Lord of the Rings. Yes, it's uh, The Legend of Zelda of the Wild. 
Yeah. Breathe of the Wild. Not Breathe of the Wild. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda, Breathe of... So, as you all know, in The Legend of Zelda, you play as Zelda. Um, uh-huh. And you have to go... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, I think that went on just long enough for people to perhaps believe you. Yeah, <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Um, you play as Link. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. Is he always Link, though? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so... Okay, this is why I love this game. Can I just... I just want to put that out there. And I'll get... Uh, we're going to be here a while. Um, oh, Okay, so... In every Legend of Zelda, you play as some sort of version of Link, whether it's actual Link, a reincarnation of Link. Yep. Uh, and that's about it. Um... Right, <laughs> and in a lot of the games, you get to name yourself. Yeah. So, uh, say like Wind Waker, you get to name yourself. I think uh-huh. uh, because you're not Link. You are yeah. the reincarnation of Link. Um, yes. But uh, so Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, I think they're the only ones where you actually play as Link. Right. And probably the original Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yes, um, of course. And uh, and then most of the other games are set in the future, and you play a reincarnation. Uh, Breath of the Wild, I believe, is a reimagining. Oh, okay. Um, and, and don't worry for any listeners out there, we're not spoiler-heavy on the Twin Speaks no. podcast. And you haven't actually played this game. Um, no, and I really and I know you really want, want to, so I'm not going to spoil uh, I'm not going to spoil much of the story. Um okay. only this one bit which isn't really a spoiler. Um basically you are Link in this. Um, this okay. is kind of the premise for the game, so it's not a spoiler I wouldn't imagine. Um that it's you are Link. Uh-huh. But you've been asleep for a hundred years. Oh, okay. And it's that's why Hyrule is now mostly kind of wilderness right. uh, and in ruins. Um, okay. And so something happened a hundred years ago yeah. that made you have to go to sleep uh, and basically be brought back a hundred years later um and you have no idea what's going on basically okay and i like that because it's not like somebody says um this green outfit was passed down for generations and it's now your turn to wear it um it's just you Mm -hmm. wake up and you're not wearing any clothes um Right. And then you soon find some old trousers and an old top. Uh, right. And then that's it. And then the uh-huh. first weapon you find is, is probably just a stick. Because yeah. there is sticks around. Um, and then the next weapon you find, uh, you may take it from a person. Yeah. You might take it from an enemy. Because the enemies have, have better sticks. Um, yeah. But I love it. I love the game because um, it's very Studio Ghibli in its design, 
and oh, in its okay. audio. And I re- and I got that instantly when I saw it. Um, it's very kind of like. Oh, is it Studio Ghibli? It's Ghibli. Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's very Studio Ghibli, Ghibli. and um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> kind of like how the grass all kind of looks like it's the set, like all clumped together. Okay. But it sways in the wind. Yeah. And that yeah. makes it look individual. And it, yeah. it, but in almost like a better way than if it was individual. Yeah. Um, it looks like a wave of grass. Um, I guess you would call it, um, you grass wave. No, you would call it the, the, <laughs> kind of the style. Introducing the new grass wave. It's a bit like, um, what's it called? It's an art style. It's an art style. Yeah. Uh, it's called. Oh, what's it called? It's called something. I can't think. Something. It'll come to me. The new art style. It'll come something. to me. Uh, but um, and what you were and it, what you were just doing a second ago um, also gives me a good point to go off of. You were singing Lord of the Rings, very uh-huh. um, well-known song. Da, 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 da. Um, and the Legend of Zelda, through most of its games, has really iconic music, um, uh-huh. especially one, which I'll get to. Uh, but it. Uh, and I think that's what adds more depth to it because you go around whistling these tunes um, mm-hmm. and they're obviously in Ocarina of Time there was the Ocarina tunes which aren't really songs so you don't really whistle them uh, yeah but that actually yeah, but there you go you just did the, the tune of the first village um, which is, is quite a, a nice little tune um, yeah and then Majora's Mask doesn't have any that come to mind, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but then Wind Waker has loads. So the... Um, and that's, that's really cool, like epic music when you're sailing through the seas. Um, and then oh, there's that there's that one which goes like a. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Which one? <laughs> it's like when you're like in the town. I was actually thinking about this when I was going to talk about this. Um, it's interesting that Wind Waker was probably my favourite Legend of Zelda. Um, and there are reasons beyond um, what I'm about to say. But, um, and it's interesting that I, since I've played it again in more recent uh-huh. times, I realised just how little I actually played of it. We played nothing. We played like maybe half an hour of the story. Yeah, and it's so interesting that we played it for weeks and weeks. Back, 
I don't understand why we didn't play him. I don't know. Why, why we didn't progress. I don't it? think we really understood how to. Maybe not. I just don't know. I, I don't know, but we played it so much. Um, and we didn't play nearly any of I think the stars. We just I think we just explored the world. Yeah, so. we did. And I think that's a good thing if we could do that and be happy. Um, but I am actually really excited to try and play the HD remake um, ah. at some stage. Um, what is that on? It's on the Wii U. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and if people are wondering how I've been playing Breath of the Wild, um, I've got my hands on a Wii U, which I'm I'm borrowing. Um, borrowing. Borrowing. You wouldn't steal a Wii U. You wouldn't steal a Wii U. Um, I'd like to have played it on the Switch, uh, but I don't have a Switch, and I couldn't borrow a Switch. No. So I did what I could with what I had. And uh, you got a Wii. And there you go. So um, yeah. So I'm looking you forward to playing the Wind Waker as well. Uh, but the reason why, because this is the main reason why I think I love Breath of the Wild the most, and why Wind Waker is a very, very close second, um, and also why, since I've played Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on the 3DS mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, why I played them and thought to myself, you know, actually. I don't actually like these games that much. Wow, Um, big statement. Yeah, and the main reason for that, I think, is because um, they're depressing. They're dark, they're dull, and they're depressing. Um, And I don't like that. Um, I don't want to spend my time doing something like that. And in the opposite way, Wind Waker is really bright and colourful and happy, and Breath of the Wild though it has its serious moments is very colorful and very kind of upbeat in a lot of ways Hmm. though i will say uh with all of its all of the wind waker's iconic music uh there is none more epic than the music that they used in the breath of the wild trailer (laughs) not the lord of the rings the music (laughs) that they used in the trailer for the Breath of the Wild. I mean, uh, check it out. Uh, I can't. I can't think. It is so epic. Um, oh, I, I just the thought of it went before in the shower. I was thinking about it, and I was like, <laughs> yes. You were like, okay. <laughs> That's what I do in the show. All the time. All the time. So I think that that's a good place to kind of end my Legend of Zelda talk. Um, yeah. Because actually so we are getting on a bit. We are. But I hear you have a feature for me this week. I do. And it's also Legend of Zelda themed. <laughs> so I think uh, it's time to introduce to you my little quiz which okay. is the legend of who the legend of who the legend of who is about items of the legend of okay. zelda what was that item from where did it play come along. from play along at home play along at home yeah see if you can guess 
Um, so I'm basically the rules of the game. I'm going to tell you an item that was is okay. well known from the Legend of Zelda series, and you have to guess okay. which game it started in. I can do because it. Some of these I've got the knowledge. Some of these are I in many of the this. games. Okay. Uh, and oh, so what if they are? You have to guess which game it started in. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Link to the past. Num number one. We haven't started yet. Number one. Okay, so I'll start you off with an easy one. Number one. No, I'll start you off with an easy one. <laughs> yes. The Wind Waker. <laughs> Link to the past. Correct. <laughs> no, Wind Waker ish. Yes. <laughs> it's from the Wind Waker, and of course, it's the item. Is that in anything else? No. <laughs> so of course it's the the little wand that you use yeah, to make yeah. the wind do what little you want. Little conductor thing. Okay, next, Ravio's bracelet. Ravio, Ravio. Is this? Um, I'm going to say Ocarina of Time. No. Ah, this is another on. one that only um, appeared in one, uh, okay. and it's a link between worlds. It's the bracelet oh, that allows him to become two D. About that one. You know, he travels on the wall. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I game. haven't played that game, but it, yeah, I, no, I think it did I quite haven't. well. Um, yeah. Ravio's bracelet. Uh, okay. Next, another quite easy one, really. But uh, that, I, you I, might. I need them. You should get this. I need them. You should. Um, Go for the it. The Sheikah slate. After any of time. No. Why? The Sheikah Slate is like one of the main things in Breath of the Wild. Uh, oh. Why would I know that? I've never played Breath of the Wild. No, but it, you don't have to play it. Like, I knew it was part of it and I, before I played it. Yeah, but the Sheikah Sheik is in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, but Breath of the Wild is like all of Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I know. But, um, but yeah, the Sheikah Slate, it's basically like. A Sheikah. You set me up there. It's basically like a Sheikah iPad. You set me up. That's all I gotta say. Well, there you go. Is that it? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next, Pegasus boots. Pegasus boots. That's gotta be for Epona. Uh, no, it's not. It makes you run faster. Okay. I feel. I feel like Ocarina of Time is due a win. Have we been doing points? So you've got one. I've got one, one so far. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're wrong. I didn't say Ocarina of Time. You did say it was due a win. Due. So you were going. I did. Say. No, I'm going to say okay. Majora's Mask. Okay, you're still wrong. Uh, oh, come on. A link to the past. Oh, for God's sake. And they do make you run faster. Okay. Uh, okay, now, okay, now this that. one you're going to have to think. Half a point? No. Oh. This one you have to think about it, okay? Okay. Oh, actually, now I'm, I'm going to do all three of these. They're all the same. Okay. But they're all different things in different games. Okay. okay. So I'll start with the Great Deku Leaf. Okay, that's Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time? Yeah? No. 
Oh, come on. When is Ocarina of Time going to come on? It's Wind Waker. It's the thing you glide with. Oh, yeah. I thought you got that in Ocarina of Time. Okay. Uh, How about the sailcloth? I don't expect you to get this one. Um, Ocarina of Wind Waker? (laughs) Not Wind Waker. It's from Skyward Sword. Oh, oh my God. How is that not from Wind Waker? I've never played that one. Um, though I did look it up yesterday because um, I thought maybe I could play that as well um, uh-huh. and it looks very colourful um, oh. almost too colourful oh. yeah. um, okay and the last one of these so it's another uh-huh. thing like the Great Deku Leaf um, okay. the, pa- so what you the, glide the paraglider is this from Breath of the Wild. It is from Breath of the Wild. Oh, yes. So it's essentially like a, a cloth paraglider, but it's more like... Yeah. It's it's not like a, a big winged thing. Uh-huh, it's more uh-huh. like a circular type thing. Okay. But yeah. I got two, two points. points. Um, next. Uh, ooh. There is one. Okay. Here's a, you'll get this one. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll give I, you I a doubt point. it. The Ocarina of Time. <laughs> is it Link to the Past? <laughs> it's Ocarina of Ocarina Time. Ocarina of Time. So it's three okay. points. Okay. But easy. I mean, Paraglider was the only one really that I deserved. Mm. Okay. So, another one that you will probably get, I think. Um, mm-hmm. The Master Sword. Ocarina of Time. Oh, oh no, no, no! I pull it back. Link, is it number one? What's it called? The Legend of Zelda. It debuted in a Link yeah. to the Past. Oh my God! I thought you'd have gotten that one. You didn't let me finish. You said the <laughs> first one, a Legend of Zelda. A Legend of Zelda, The Legend of Zelda. Okay. And then you interrupted me rudely before I got to say no, no, you no point, nil point. Uh, so you've got three points right now, don't you? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now this is an interesting one. Um, uh-huh. this one is merely called Beetle. Okay. Should Beetle. I can tell you what it does? Go on. Uh, it's basically like a drone. Oh. You just this seems quite technological. Uh-huh. Quite advanced. Yes. Breath of the Wild. No. Ah. It's from Skyward Sword. Oh right. I, I don't blame myself. So for Sky- that just one. so you know, and, and I've not played it, but Skyward Sword I think it's all about flight. Oh okay. So to be able to have your own drone is oh. kind of Skyward Swordy. Bring my table. Oh. Okay. Uh how about the Minish Cap? I've heard of this. I'm going to say Majora's Mask. No. It's from Legend I'm of Zelda Minish Cap. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. I've never even heard of that one. I played that one. I had it. It was a really good game, actually. Um, And it's basically a, it's your cap. It's the mm. green cap. Um, except it's got like a bird's head on it and it speaks to you. Oh. Yeah. And it can shrink oh. you. Okay, here's one. Uh, the Magical Rod. 
magical rod. I'm going to say Link to the Past. Okay. It's from The Legend of Zelda. I knew it was going to be that. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, uh, this one you might get. Go the on. Mirror Shield. That is from Ocarina of Time. Okay, is that your answer? <laughs> it's not, is it? <laughs> its first appearance was a link to the past. I can't say. Oh, God, my chair made a big noise. Sorry, listeners. Okay. How about the gust jar? It sucks. Literally. It's a jar that sucks things. Wind Waker? No. It's from the Minish Cap. Uh, I, I just don't You're know. doing so badly. <laughs> yeah, I am. I hope you listeners at home are doing better than I am. Okay, how about not the claw shot, as we all know is from things like the Ocarina of Time, the, you know, the hook shot? Of course. It's, I'm going to ask you, what is the double claw shot from? Skyward Sword. No. It's from Twilight Princess. Uh, it basically allows you to uh, be Spider-Man. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Din's Fire. Um, this allows you to uh, basically... Uh, you can light torches with it. You basically hit the ground and fire goes everywhere. Um, I'm going to say... Din's fire. I'm going to say Breath of the Wild. It's from Ocarina of Time. Oh my god, I don't even remember that. Okay. I played that to the end. How about the bomb chew? The bomb chew. Bomb chew. Link to the past. Ocarina of Time. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, we're coming to the end, and you've got how many points? Please, just end it. I've got three. Three. Okay. Okay. End it. I'll skip a few. Kill me. Uh, the how about the fierce deities mask? That seems like Breath of the Wild. <sighs> I tried to give <sighs> you one. By saying Fierce Deities Mask from Majora's Mask. I'm filled with self-doubt. And we'll end it there. Yeah, I think we should. Three out of about 15 or something. Wow, wow. What a way to end. Well, there you go. Yeah. And And we've ended on a tragedy. Oh, no. You've become your own genre. Tragedy. We've ended on a tragedy. So, I think that was pretty good. Um, Good to speak about films and games. It's been a good Uh, old day. Yeah, so if you like to speak about films and games, and you want to give us some recommendations, some tips, some tricks, and uh, if you want to fill my knowledge bank for Zelda... Um, uh, because I need it. That just proves it. You can message us 
directly to the Twin Speaks podcast at twin underscore podcast on Twitter. Or you can contact us individually. You can find me at I am Carl Martin because I am Carl Martin. And, you can and where can they find you? You can find me at I've been Darren. You can send me some some tips for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because and, uh, I could do with them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that about wraps it up. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. I am off to go leave the Earth's atmosphere in a spaceship. And then come back perhaps down with, and burn. Perhaps with, a, with a, a good old fellowship going off in the background. <laughs> see you next time. See ya.